0: Sports Show. We are back, uh, hosted by Dan Sadik, here alongside with Ryan Brown and Jonathan Sullivan. No Zach Lacey this week, but we will still get his mortal lock, hopefully we will call him. And yeah, it's going to be football heavy, per usual, as we do here. Getting into the thick of things in the NFL season. Week 6 is upon us, and let's hope and pray the Patriots actually play this game tomorrow against the Broncos. They've already had to reschedule it, it's already been pushed back, Patriots have already had to use their bye week. And we've had more positive cases now this week between both teams, whether it's staff or it's actual players like James Ferentz for the Patriots. So Jonathan, Ryan, I think we all think this game is going to be played, barring any three or four more positive cases or anything crazy like that. But how do we feel for the game? Cam hasn't played in a while, obviously, missing the KC game due to COVID. And then Patriots having their bye week. It's been a few weeks for Cam. And Gilmore, are we going to see Gilmore? How much of him are we going to see with how limited he was uh, trying to come back from his COVID case as well? Me personally, I know the Broncos have Drew Lock back. And I just, mm, the Broncos, they, they do need a win. I don't see them getting it against the Patriots. I think the Pats win this fairly easily. Close to like a 10-point win. N- nothing like a blowout. But they're home and I think they're gonna take care of things, the Patriots. And the Broncos again, no Noah Fant, no Melvin Gordon. And yeah. I, I just think it's gonna be a really, really tough slug for the Broncos, and the Pats should be able to win this game handedly. Jonathan?
1: Uh yeah. I like I like the Patriots this week too, Dan. Um I you said you like ten points. I, I agree I like somewhere between two and three touchdowns. I, I think they're going to cover. Two and three touchdowns. Um, you know, they've had a lot of time off uh, since the Monday night game at Kansas City, uh, although a lot of that time hasn't been able been able to practice in their facility. But I think that they're just going to come out. They're They're healthy-ish, like physically healthy. Their bodies should be well-rested. Someone like Edelman, you know, we talked about him the last show. I think he really probably took advantage of that bye week. And I think they're going to have the Broncos schemed up well. Uh, no Von Miller for the Broncos. I don't think they have the best uh, run defense. I think it's going to be a heavy Damian Harris, Cam Newton running the ball. I mean, we know the Patriots are run first offense. And I just, if the Patriots can score early, and the Broncos are have to play catch up, I just don't think they have the offensive firepower to make it anything close. I think you could see Drew Locke, who I was a little bit maybe uh too high on at the beginning <laughs> of this year. A little bit. Not as high as Lil' Mike. But uh who's that? Uh, he's a stranger. Okay. But I I don't think that he can keep up. And you mentioned Dan, no Melvin Gordon, no Noah fan. That's probably their two best offensive players. Court Sutton already has been out for the for they're out for the whole season. So that's yep. probably their three best offensive players coming into this season are out. Philip Lindsay's gonna be back, so that's a boost cool. for the Broncos. But he's I just, I just don't see how the Broncos can keep up with the Patriots. They're just, they're just not a good football team.
2: I know that we saw the Tennessee Titans come out of their basically two weeks off with very limited practices and drop a cool forty-two on the Bills on that Tuesday night game, but I don't know if I can see the same thing happening for the Pats this week. I think this is going to be a and we, we, we use this word from time to time on this show, greasy. I think this is going <laughs> to be a greasy game. I, I <laughs> kind of think this is going to be a low-scoring game where points are at a premium. I wouldn't be surprised to see rust from Drew Locke and Cam Newton. I think passing could be uh, a hard time in this matchup, and both teams are going to want to rely on the running game, obviously the paths for sure. And in that case, I just don't think you're going to see one team break away from the other unless the turnover battle just tips to one side or the other drastically. See, I think the Patriots
0: do have the potential, like Jonathan said, to really win big. Could very well go your way, Ryan. But, like, we're going to see Damian Harris uh, and Cam Newton for the first time in this offense together working and if Damian Harris is what we saw against Kansas City, 100-yard rushing game, he was very efficient, had a, broke off for a few really big runs. If the Pats can really sell a guy like Damian Harris to a defense and they really have to believe uh they really might just hand it off to Damian Harris and then Cam can get really, you know, that much more creative with RPOs, read options, what have you, and you're able to to really keep the defense more honest on not just cam running but your actual running backs and obviously we've seen a little flash from burkhead here and there but damian harris that's a different story what what he was able to do against kansas city so if that is going to be somewhat of a a semblance a regularity in the offense then cam just becomes way more dangerous and you know yeah they're going to rely heavy on the run on the run game and if, if Damian Harris, again, if he's gonna have that level of production or approach that level, then you gotta ride with that. You, you have to, because then just everything is that much more unpredictable. You can open things up when you want to. And one more thing, Cam will benefit from the rest too. I don't know if he did have any sort of like symptoms at all, but just his body in general, we all know how much of a beating he takes, uh, the way he plays the game, so any time off, that he was able to get there and rest up his body, that's a plus, even though he may be a little bit rusty. Okay,
2: I'll give you that. That It's definitely a plus for his running game, but I think it's a minus for his passing game. He looked very good as a passing quarterback those first couple of weeks, and then now he hasn't played for three weeks. He's been... Well, I'll
1: tell you this, if you don't mind me, John. I think it's... Yes, I agree that his arm might not be as fresh as it would have been if he's been continuing playing. But as I mentioned earlier, I think this is a huge advantage for his number one pass catcher in Julian Edelman that's going to be fresh, which I think will help offset some of the rust that Cam might have.
2: That, that will help, obviously. But I just – you haven't – he's practiced very little the past yeah, three weeks. That's a good point. And, yes, any rest can be, can be good – but at some point too much when is it too much rest? Does that when does that become rust? And I I wouldn't be surprised if it took a half for the Pats offense to get going. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and, and if that's the case, worry about. I, I think this is this is gonna just be a back and forth game where the Pats are up like seven to ten points consistently throughout and they're not really able to break it open until maybe the end. Maybe you get a backdoor cover and then you get the way you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But I just I just think that with the amount of time off, I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be a grind fest. I
1: I see it I see a similar game. So you might be right about the first half. I see a similar game to the the Oakland game. That's how I would I would view this game. So that game was you know fairly close in the first half, and then the Patriots kind of took advantage, and the Raiders kind of puked on themselves a little bit in the second half. And I mean I. I basically see Denver doing the same thing. I I think the Patriots are going to be able to force, you know, a turnover or two. And if they can force a turnover or two and give them, you know, instant red zone opportunities, something like that, I think that they that's how they're, they'll run up the score and I think that's I mean, watching the Broncos play offense, I I think that's a definite possibility.
2: Yeah, I just I just don't know if the Patriots are going to be in clicking enough to execute on those set opportunities if they are afforded them. That's all I I think. I just, I just think that if they had been playing consistently and they hadn't had this COVID nonsense going on. Yeah. I would be picking the paths to win this game easily, handily and cover pretty much any spread. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not, I mean, I think, I think it's, I think it's advantageous to the Patriots that Denver also had their bye week last week because I know even though Denver has been able to be like practice in person and stuff I still think coming off the bye week the Patriots are going to be more well prepared than Denver will be potentially yeah and also the way we saw the defense play against an offense like Kansas
0: City the the Denver offense is a far far cry from Kansas City and like we have mentioned they don't have their top weapons so The defense could very well have a field day out there uh could very well put up some points or really get you in prime field position to get some easy points for the offense because yeah like i don't expect the patriots to be able to put up a 30 burger you know over uh even a team like denver i you know just not expecting that that's not where we should be with expectation uh levels so if the you know defense is going to play how they did against the Chiefs, apply that to this game and your home, just a massive advantage for the Patriots because I did not expect the defense to be able to do what they did against Kansas City with the offense continuously shooting themselves in the foot and hampering the defense, constantly getting them back on the field without a ton of rest. Uh, that that kind of deal. So, I think they're going to score 30 points, Mark very well good very well could it's just like like we've mentioned you know and with the break it's just not something I'm here to expect but again I think they're gonna be efficient and there's no way Denver I think you mentioned it first Ryan or Jonathan if the Pats get up by like seven to ten points and the bills have uh, bills um, the, the Broncos have to play from behind I just don't see that offense being able to put up the same level Uh, Of numbers as the Patriots and again I said this last week uh, we finally get an semblance of what the offense should have looked like from the get go if Damian Harris didn't have to go on the IR for the first three weeks I think that's just a huge thing a really really huge thing and he was very effective with bums like Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham at the helm so let's see it let's see the the real thing complete Enkeel out there Edelman
1: on some good rest Demir Bird, I have no complaints of. No complaints really. Can I see some Asiasi this weekend, maybe? That's something can I see some Asiasi? I'm done with Ryan Izzo. <laughs> you know where Ryan Izzo can go? You know where he can go?
0: The trash? In the frickin' bathroom. That guy can go to the bathroom. That's where he belongs. Keep him in there. Don't let him out. Ryan Izzo to the bathroom. Take out I don't even care. He'll- Not even the
2: locker room?
0: No. The bathroom. Dalton Keene or Asiasi. Obviously Asiasi is gonna get first wicks. He's been out there a little bit, but I don't think he's been targeted once, has he? Uh,
1: I think he might have one target. He might have season. like
0: one target, but like Cam has not looked his way. And we'll see how that develops if that changes. But yeah, I don't know. Anything that can be a positive for this offense, and we've already been seeing a little bit of it with Harris, is is huge because this this offense used to be a tight end based offense, you know, built on having a great physical tight end that can both pass catch and run block. And you can kind of build off of that. And they don't have that whatsoever right now.
2: Yeah, I, I just see this being a 23 13 ish game. I think the Patriots will end up finding a way to win. But I, I just don't think that they're going to run away with this one.
0: I mean,. And it would be huge if they won because the Bills are playing Kansas City, who just signed Le'Veon Bell. Good Lord. Th- Thank God he didn't go to the Bills. But you got to think the Bills are likely to lose that game unless it's a bounce-back week for them and they're uh, you know, hyper-motivated from losing the way they did to Tennessee. But if the Bills do lose to the Chiefs, Patriots say they win against the Broncos, then you're only a game back in the uh, AFC East. Just like that. So, huge, huge swing could be in play in the division. And it could have started with Le'Veon Bell choosing the Bills over the Chiefs. But, I don't know. I The fact that he signed for, like, the minimum is kind of, like, worrisome if, like, the Patriots really did get in at the last minute. If it was just too little too late. Or if he was like, no, nah, like, this is the team to go play for now. Like, if I want to, like, rebuild my career. And also the Patriots have a deep quote-unquote, deep running back room. So, I don't know. It just kind of sucks he went to the Super Bowl champions. So, I don't know. Because I think Le'Veon still got a lot left in the tank, personally. I think the Jets just... You you go to the Jets and your career dies. Um, yeah. So, Pretty so much. So, anyway, he's like 28. You know, he ha- took a year off uh, two years ago and... He's on a great team now with another talented uh, pass-catching running back and CEH, Edwards-Alaire. And he's with Pat Mahomes. Like, he's just naturally going to put up decent numbers again. And that offense, like, we're just going to keep giving this offense, this elite talent, oh, it's brutal, man. It's brutal. But if if you went to the Bills, that would be DEFCON 1. Like, all hands on deck we could be screwed here and then my and my 12 and four dreams would be definitely definitely in doubt they're they're already, not, they're already, they're yeah. 12
2: and four dreams are dead they're not
0: they're not even in doubt right now there's no doubt about it right now 12 and four 12 and four train
1: no shot
0: well they could easily end up right back in the swing of things in the division again they could be a game back. Going into week seven, so I don't know, man. They're they're definitely a playoff team, barring a Cam Newton season ending injury, or anything like that, but they are definitely a playoff team. Mark mark my words. Eleven and 5, 12 and four. I will say it every week until it happens, and then I get to just parade and just have a big fat twelve and four parade, and you know, nobody will be invited, because I'm the only one on the freaking wagon. But you
2: are trying to talk it back into existence when it the ship has sailed the ship has never left the dock the ship has sailed
0: and the sank. ship is anchored to the freaking <laughs> dock bro it sank as soon as the record we're still waiting so. anybody can still jump on bro you know we're not we're not closed you still want to come on the bandwagon on the big old yacht the 12 and four yacht the 12 and four club you can join no one's saying you can't it's just a Nobody's you taking you up on this. You don't have this. the right
2: mindset. Nobody's taking you up on this. You know what?
0: You don't have the right mindset, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And you know what? If I'm wrong, then guess what? I don't know what to tell you. I'm undefeated in Mortal Locks this year. Just saying. Just saying. And I didn't mortal lock the twelve and four, so that's probably my, my biggest issue it. there.
2: Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Mortal Lock twelve and four. I mean, I don't know if we can actually do that. Is it... I mean,
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, we could go thirteen and three. Or I'll give you 2 a, a provisional well. in case we can't.
1: Twelve and four, mortal lock. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So even if they go thirteen and three, that's a loss. No, no no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. You don't no. get No, <laughs> no, <na>, <laughs> yeah. <na, na>, <laughs> We not do that. We don't right, do yeah. that. not do that. Yeah, twelve and four or greater. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Honey. I mean, they're not winning at Baltimore, Look, so that's 13-3 best yeah, case whatever. right there.
2: Let's, let's put it this way. I mean, it, you already just, you're not making it through the entire season of Mortal Locks undefeated, and now you've just made sure that even if you were somehow unbelievable enough to pick every Mortal Lock the entire season right, you're still going to have a, an L in your Mortal Lock column because you just did that. I believe in my mortal locks. I'm
0: just, I stand by them. I stand by them just like I stand by. You're too high on the your The Cleveland locks Browns now. are also a team I stand by. This year, at least. <laughs> and it's been looking pretty good. Just saying, 3-1. They're going to clap the, the bum-ass Steelers. Huh? They're 4-1. 4-1, whatever. They're going to clap the bum-ass Steelers. Oh, you just wait. You just wait. I'll be waiting. Okay. I will be waiting. Um, so would we like to get into some mortal
2: locks? Yeah, since you you seem to be in the mood to mortal lock everything and anything. The way your your confidence is through the roof. Go ahead and start us off. Well, you know what's, what's 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 the play this week, Dan? The play this week? Yeah, what's the
0: play? So normally I wouldn't really want to go back to the same team that I just mortal locked in the week prior. But it's just one of those things where I just know I know this one's going to hit. And if, if it doesn't hit, then I'm an absolute moron, and I should never be able to mortal lock again. But Cleveland is on the road, 1 o'clock game on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are plus 3.5. Take the money line, mortal lock, money line, Browns at the Steelers. I mean, seriously, like you're going to you're going to make the Browns road dogs. I get it. Steelers haven't lost yet. But look. Look. The Browns aren't losing. They are not losing to the Steelers. It's not going to happen. I just they're they're on this thing right now. They're hot. I believe in them. And I don't love the Steelers all that much, so, you know, we're going to roll with the Browns.
1: Okay, so I am nervous about the lines this week. Uh, the board makes me shaky. I. Why do you say that? I just don't like many of the games. Like I don't feel comfortable picking. So,
2: so here's the thing. Where where do you find your comfortability? Because we we talked about the previous two weeks. The lines there were some pretty fat lines.
1: Yeah. And now,
2: now the lines are minuscule, yeah. and you're still nervous. I, I, where, where,
1: where do you need the lines to feel comfortable? I found I need them like I like a line between four and six and a half. That's where I. That's where I like. Okay. This week's lines, I find myself looking at most of the favorites, which makes me terrified that is gonna it is going to be a week of the dog this week. I I just. <laughs> I'm so nervous in our pick that I'm going to get, like, I'm going to do, like, week two again and get five. This week where no one is con like, I don't think, like, anyone is all that confident in the lines. I think if you say you, are like, have the utmost confidence in all your lines picks, you're lying. So this is the type of week where where I could either get, you know, single digits or I could be pushing 30 based on, you know,
2: all right, well, How
1: it's going down. Well, if but we... I'll tell you this. There's two games that I, I like. One of them is Detroit and Jacksonville. I like Detroit plus two and a half, but I just can't trust Matt Stafford and Matt Patricia. Detroit is minus two
2: and a yeah, half. Yeah,
1: minus two and a half. I, I like them to cover that at Jacksonville, but I'm not mortal locking it. I'm mortal locking this week the winless... New York Giants minus three and a half at home against the football team this is the week they're going to finally get a win They they played the Rams who are a good team two weeks ago and they kept it close with them they played the Cowboys last week the Cowboys needed heroics from Andy Dalton to pull it out late and I'll have you know that that game was also tied up When Dak Prescott got hurt. So it wasn't like, you know, Dallas was cruising and then Dak Prescott hurt and the Giants, uh, you know, Came came back. Okay? They played two good teams on the road. Alex Smith is just, he's, it's a nice story. But as we saw last week against the Rams, He's just He just doesn't have it. He, is, is it he, him or
2: Kyle Allen starting? Kyle Allen was supposed to be starting if he's healthy. I think it's Allen. Oh, I'm pretty Allen? sure it's yeah. Kyle Allen.
1: I still I still like <laughs> the Giants. I still like the Giants. Kyle Allen is trash. I and mean, Kyle Allen's trash. We, I mean, we know that. He's I mean, garbage. Yeah. This is the week. You know, there's a reason why NFL teams, it's so rare to see them go... 0-16 or 1-15. and 15. There's a reason why most of them get, you know, you see the top picks. It's normally 3-13, and 4-12, 5-11 because these teams, especially division games, they know each other so well that I just think the football team, they stink. The Giants have been playing better the last couple weeks. This is the week the Giants get in the win column and they cover the minus 3.5 as well. They win by a touchdown.
0: Mortal Law. You lost me at winless team. I hate that pick. I mean, I, I don't, don't... like it either. I'll tell you that.
1: I just don't like the board. I don't like the board. Uh,
2: that's that's an excuse like, train I don't, don't want to get on. The,
1: the Rams at 49ers, that is a rat line. The board will make you That is a rat line, the, the Rams at the 49ers. Personally,
0: I love the board. I have nothing but good, positive things to say about the board. Like... <laughs> Me and the boarder, we're good, man. We're chill. Like, we're just we're just hanging out. We're just guys being dudes. You, on the other hand, every other week, ooh, the
1: board, the board. You know what the board's doing? The board's sitting there. Yeah, Dan.
0: Ripping a cigar, when, when Dan, laughing his Dan, ass off at Dan,
1: him. when you get five points in a week and pick them like I did in week two, you will fear the board. Okay.
2: Yeah. I the, the board <laughs> is treating you very courteously. Different. I respect
0: the board, which means I have a level of fear because I have that level of respect. But you know what? I don't have to be afraid of my fear for the board because I don't. You know, I don't slander the board. He has no reason to come at my neck. Are so you, you know
1: what? If whoa, anything, whoa, I respect whoa, whoa, whoa. the board more than you because whoa. I fear it. Oh, time out! I, I you just, just said I fear it.
2: No, we're sports podcast. But did you just assume the board's gender? <laughs> I know the board. We've met. He, yeah. The we've... board is a he. Okay, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Just one. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Okay. Cool. So my mortal lock this week. I'm leaning towards Jonathan. That you know, I'm. I'm. I'm not sure how I feel about the board. I, I feel. I feel better about it than recent weeks. Um, and I do get the sense that the board. Feels like it's a favorite board on the surface, so I am going with more, about 50-50 underdogs to cover. I got a couple straight ups, I don't mind. But there's one favorite that I know for sure is going to win and they are going to cover. And that is the Baltimore Ravens minus 7.5 at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are trash. They stink and they are garbage at covering the spread this year. They are 1 in 4 against the spread this year. That's bad. Yeah, I come back to the mean. Baltimore is back on track after their loss to the Chiefs. They've won two in a row, covered both games. They've handled their business. They were pitching a shutout against the Bengals last week up until the final minutes of the game. I think Baltimore is back on track and they're going to win this one by double digits.
0: I uh so I got one more actually. Oh. oh. This one you. yeah, it kinda I, I forgot about it, actually. Um so I don't know why the spread is what it <laughs> is in this game, but the Giants are favored by minus three and a half at home against the football team. Huh. The Washington football team, money line, mortal lock. Ooh, put it on the board. Line. We're going double money you are going
1: oh into two this dog. week on Mortal Locks. Oh
0: no. <laughs> double money line rat dog dinner. Oh, So we got Cleveland Moneyline, their dogs, by three and a half. And then we have another three and a half dog on the road. The Washington football team, the Giants are trash, and they're playing at the worst stadium in the NFL, maybe in the NFL history, MetLife I'm rooting for the turf. MetLife Field might be the single worst sporting complex that has ever been assembled on this planet. It is the worst. The Meadowlands is, oh, you couldn't pay me to go back there. Okay? So,
3: yes, and I have personal beef, but that's the same. A different,
0: it's a long story for a different day, for a different pod. But nonetheless, they're playing at that trash ass field, and the football team, they're not going to lose that game. I don't care if it's Kyle Allen, I don't care if it's Freddy freaking kittens behind uh, as, a, as the quarterback. The football team's going to win, okay? The Giants are trash. Joe Judge, he's going to be fired within, I don't know, a calendar year. And yeah,
1: I'm sorry. Right. Sorry. I I actually just remembered that I also have a second mortal lock this oh, week. Uh, see, it's it's actually that Pittsburgh happens. at home against Cleveland oh, minus three my and a half. God. See, All right. See. <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Don't you hate when you
0: forget your, your this, mortal lock? This sucks, this right?
1: guy is garbage. Really? He is four, gonna four and one yeah, garbage. Yeah, he's garbage. Garbage. Yeah, you'll see it tomorrow. He's garbage. The Steelers got a really? good defense. Chase Claypool goated. Fluke game. Gonna cook Juju. Deontay Johnson dead, but we will cut him some slack. Alright. The big boy Big Ben, he owns the Browns. The Browns are for will forever be uh the Steelers little brothers, and that is gonna be on instance tomorrow. And I'll even put a blizzard bet on it if you want, for first, both for both games. First blizzard bet. Wow, I don't think we've ever had a yeah. DQ
2: blizzard bet on. The I show. don't think we've ever had a double fade on the show. Not one, on but the board, two
1: fades. On the a board, blizzard bet on the board for both. Yes. So it's got to be zero and two or two and zero. Yep. If it's a if it's a split, then it's, it's a watch. Yep. I mean, thank you for the blizzards. No, thank you it. for the blizzards. No, thank you. No, thank
0: you. Okay. Well, you just pointed to yourself. I, so Thank you.
1: I, okay. Well, this people can't see the visuals, I so they have well, no I have no idea. Can.
0: I'm triggered. <laughs> um, yeah, so all right, that was uh that was pretty toxic. Uh, I'm glad we got all of that off off of our uh, our chests. Uh, you you so, know,
2: before we move on. Oh, Jesus. Y- you guys have inspired me. I do not like to double dip. I don't. But in a week where everyone's doing it, I feel like I have no choice but to join in on the fun. Oh so here, God. here is a here is a fantastic double dip for you. We're more to lock in Baltimore minus seven and a half. That's definitely hitting. You know what's also hitting? Green Bay. It's a pick'em, but guess what? They're not losing. They're not losing. <laughs> no. Par, so parlay them with Baltimore. Get more money. <laughs> <Dude>. Green, responsibly. <laughs> Sure, but get more money. But get more money. Bet the house, responsible. Because I, I, I mortal locked Tampa Bay last week. That did not work out. And the the way that it went down, just really irked me. And so I feel like I have, I have to go for revenge. And who better than to get revenge for me? Than Aaron Rodgers and the undefeated Green Bay Packers coming off a bye week, they're gonna—they had two weeks to prepare for this matchup, two weeks, two dubs in mortal
3: lock.
0: So uh, Ryan, that's a good pick, and I'm not—I'm not gonna challenge it because no, you should
1: take the Bucks. I, I dare you to take I the do Bucks. D- do a th- triple mortal lock. You see, I would, <laughs> but when I fade someone, it's because I actually
3: genuinely
0: believe in that pick, man, and I can't (laughs) do it. I have a shred of integrity for this. I will not fade Ryan, because guess what? I believe in his pick. I think it's a damn good pick. You know what, Ryan? I think you're going to win both of your Mortal Locks this week. Wow. I I appreciate it. Congratulations on going 2-0 this week. I I, I, I agree.
1: (laughs) I agree with the Green Bay pick. I do agree with the Green Bay pick. But... You know that this Eagles team will be the death of me this year. It will be the death-o-me this year. They're a bad team. I don't so know So what why. does that mean?
2: What does that mean, Jonathan?
1: I still think they cool. can lose by, like, six or a touchdown. Does that... If does they... I'm not... No, I'm not, not more locking it. No, I'm not I'm not more locking it. Oh, um, so you,
2: you believe, but you don't believe enough.
1: I... Yes. Yes. I'm scared, Brian. I'm scared, okay? I'm scared. Hand up. I'm scared of the Eagles because they've disappointed me. We know what they did in week two against the Rams. They did trash. Then they came out and won at San Francisco because that San Francisco team is garbage. Then last week, I thought they were going to pull up the money line for a second, and they didn't even cover. The worst. The worst.
0: I mean, Carson Wentz is just not a franchise quarterback. He's just not. He, no.
2: I don't I don't know if you can say that quite yet. We're he's getting we're, we're, we're getting there. He's not. We're getting there because he's had trouble staying on the field. We all know that. That's well documented. And this year he's got the turnover bug. He's got the turnover bug this year. He's got I believe as many turnovers as he does pe- uh, touchdowns. And that is a problem. That that's that not winning pro- football. That is a problem that he needs to correct luckily they're somehow still only half a game back in the division That's despite being one three and one so they still have time to figure it out but this is not the week they're going to do it I mean it's also Let me tell you.
0: it's also on the coach right like Peterson like this is supposed to be your guy you rode with him instead of Nick Foles after Nick Foles won you that Super Bowl Carson Wentz has not won a playoff game in his career so like I, at some point you either have to coach that out of him or whatever. He hasn't developed. Ever since he tore his ACL, he just has not been the same guy. And yes, granted, he was having an MVP year a couple of years ago when, you know, when he was healthy, but pre-ACL tear, but now ooh, that guy that guy gets near turnover and he just he just gobbles all of them up. Um not good. Not good. Whether uh 1-2 and 1. It's just what Cowboys are winning that division right now with a 2 and 3 record. Like yeah. that is just Oh, the NFC. Go e. boys! Good God. Okay, let's get into fantasy. Wait, I got. Oh,
1: okay, I gotta. I got a mortal lock. Uh, this person's been hounding me to get oh. on, to get on the show. Right? No, Zach. it's it's, it's oh, a different person. This person. Oh. All right, you're on the show, Daniel Roach. Put in your mortal lock.
4: Calling in on the expert hotline. Yo, I'm going to take the, the Titans at uh, minus three and a half.
1: Okay,
0: okay. I like that pick. I don't hate it. I like that <laughs> you just, pick.
4: You, you have to love them. You know, they're fighting through COVID. They, they got guys out, and they still come in, and they beat the undefeated Bills. You just you have to love the pick. And the Texans are a hot mess.
1: That is true.
0: Thank you. Thank you, DR, for the pick. We we, we love the contribution. Absolutely. Yeah.
4: yeah, of course, you know, I, I know uh, <clears throat> I've had some mystery with this show, but... Really, <laughs> sir! <laughs>
0: We've mended fences, sir, with fendi, this pick. Fendi,
4: fendi. are fended. The last thing I'll say is that th- this weekend is going to be a lot of close games, man. Bad teams are playing bad teams. Middling teams are playing middling teams. And good teams are playing good teams. I think there's going to be some real true. exciting ones and just some awesome... <laughs> like the Washington Redskins-Giants game, you're better off just...
1: Oh, I'll, I'll have were, you know that, that I mortal locked the Giants Yuck. and DS mortal locked the football team. Yeah,
4: I don't like the Giants.
0: Thank you. And, and
4: I like, you know, the football team having got, gotten uh, real and realized Dwayne Haskins is terrible. Uh, I like them a little more, but but they're both just so bad in so many different phases of the game that that's going to come down to some lucky bounces.
1: Nah, the Giants are cooking tomorrow. You will all see. They are not cooking. You will all see. Okay.
4: What do you like out of the Giants? What makes you confident in them? Daniel (laughs) Daniel Jones is out of that football factory that is Duke University. And he's going to cook.
1: He's going to cook tomorrow. Evan Engram is going to cook. Uh... They're going to cook. Darius Slayton is really good. DS, I know you got That's in the hey in hey, you know
2: At least you, have, you don't have any real hard reason. You just have a rallying cry. They're going to cook. I got They're going to cook.
1: I got a gut feeling and they say you got to trust your gut. I got a gut feeling about it. You got some bad gut, man. Nah. Appreciate it, DR. Appreciate
4: it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Anytime, brother.
4: Yeah, maybe not every
0: time. <laughs> I mean, anytime you want. All right. No one's
1: forcing
4: uh, on. uh, fellas, get to it. I going to go play some uh <clears throat> Pink
0: <leaf> Lady.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, boss.
0: <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna see if we can get Zach Lacy, our that fellow co-host, on for his Mortal Locks. This
1: would have to be a, a record for Mortal Locks in a in a One show. show. <laughs> that would be. That that you
3: have.
1: Hey, yo, we need your mortal lock,
0: bro. Oh shit.
4: Stop.
0: Do you need Do you need a second? Because we can stall. Okay. <laughs> and Zach is right, going we'll to do, check the We'll do what. We'll shoot. start with the
1: love and hate, and then. Okay, and so my
0: my fantasy love. <laughs> you guys are gonna get mad at me for this. I know Jonathan's gonna laugh and whatever, but you know who's my fantasy love this week? DeAndre Swift. Okay. I ain't laughing. He is my fantasy love. This man, rookie campaign, he had that drop TD way back in week one, I think it was. But three out of the four weeks, he's posted double digit fantasy points without really doing a whole lot production wise. Um, He's just scratching the surface, got his first touchdown in week four against the Saints, putting up numbers like, you know, 5 and 60. Uh, four you know, catches for 30, sprinkling a touchdown here or there. Uh, obviously, he's behind Adrian Peterson in terms of carries, but he is still getting a good handful or so of carries per game. And the bye week, I think, can only help. Uh, the Lions, you know, they've been pretty healthy and stuff overall. So DeAndre Swift put it on the freaking board. Zach is calling back with his mortal lock, and let's get it. And now we have Zach... What do we say, baby? Um, yeah, we got Washington Moneyline. Yes, I love that. We love that. <laughs> Going to dominate the Giants suck. And,
1: uh, um, Adam Thielen, love, and Juju wow, ju- hate.
0: Thank you, Zach. Thanks. Good All luck. Right, Peace.
1: So, just another. I mean, you must have known that because you're his lap dog, I didn't so. know that. <laughs> I didn't know any of that.
0: He, he had it I called oh, him. Yeah. I called him right, and then he literally, oh shit, mortal lock. He hangs up. Definitely went to the sheets app real quick. Checked our uh, all the uh, the lines, all the spreads, and then he was like, oh, Washington football team. Yeah, they're gonna pounce on the Giants. The Giants are trash. Um,
2: so so let's reiterate. He he went with the football team. Yep. Straight up mortal lock. So we might have to ask if he wants in on that blizzard bet. Yeah. Um, but uh, his fancy. Love, I believe, was Adam Thielen. It was. Who was going up against the Falcons, which is the most porous defense in the league. Uh, So you can't, I mean, obviously if you have Adam Thielen, you're starting Adam Thielen. But that's a pretty good uh, daily fantasy play. Can't hate on that. Uh, I assume if he's fantasy loving him, he's expecting a 30-burger out of him. Um, So, But that's certainly within the realm of possibility going up against the Atlanta Falcons. And I believe his fantasy hate was Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, it
1: was. Um, he must be in... on the Browns train with you. He's Dad. on the
2: Browns train, clearly. <laughs> he must not think it's going to be a shootout, or if it is, that Juju is going to be doubled and isn't going to is going to be held in check, and that
1: guys like James Washington, Claypool, and Claypool is, is, are going to go. Is off. Denzel Ward healthy for Cleveland? Is I he playing? Do not know because that. That I would assume that uh, Ward would be matched up with uh, Juju so that, mm-hmm. you know, Ward's one of the better corners in the league.
2: So, yes, Dan, continue. DeAndre Swift is your fantasy love? Yeah,
0: so, like, again, he's put up double-digit numbers and three out of the four weeks he's played. He's coming off a bye week. He's coming off a 15.2 uh, performance in PPR leagues against the New Orleans Saints. Not saying that's, you know, anything crazy special, but, hey, he's not a guy that was taken high. He's a rookie. Uh, he's obviously second rank in carries behind Adrian Peterson. But as I was saying, he's still snagging about close to a handful of carries uh, per game. And going forward, I think he's building that he is their main pass catching back. That's what his role is mainly right now. Then sprinkle a few carries. So kind of like a James White role. um, That's kind of how they're using him. So I think that role is only going to have more of a ceiling to expand to as the year goes forward. And this week, Against Jacksonville, I believe they're 25th uh, ranked against running backs. Um, yeah, I love DeAndre Swift. Uh, kind of a slow start for him uh, for the year, but I think he's got a good seal going forward.
1: John? All right. Uh, my fantasy love this week is going to be a player who has been very disappointed, uh, very disappointing to his governors this year for where he was drafted. He was probably drafted either as your wide receiver two or your flex, and he just hasn't been putting up those type of numbers as he has in the past. But I think this is the week he gets back on track, and that is wide receiver T.Y. Hilton for the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, He was very bad to start the year. Last weekend against the Cleveland Browns, he had his highest receptions, he had his highest yardage, he had his highest target share, and he also dropped a touchdown, uh, which would have made him have a very nice day. Uh, against a bad Cincinnati Bengals defense that I saw, the Ravens played well against. Um, the the week before that, the Jaguars DJ Chark worked uh, this uh, Cincy defense. I just uh, I love Ty Hilton this week. Love him.
0: Okay, Ryan, my fantasy love this
2: week is for yes. Dallas Cowboys tight end. Dalton Schultz versus <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. Okay,
0: okay. Now hear me out. I'm hearing you. Hear out. me
2: out. Hear me out. Dak's out for the season. You now the Cowboys love to stretch the field with deep bombs to C.D. Lamb, Mari yep. Cooper, Michael Gallup, et cetera, et cetera, and then dump offs to Elliott. I think with Dalton now at the helm for the rest of the year, you're not going to see those down as many downfield bombs. I think you're going to see more medium, intermediate passes, short passing game is going to have to get more involved. They're going to get a little bit more conservative with the play calling, at least for the first couple of weeks to get Dalton into the swing of things. And I think that usually, usually when you get a new quarterback coming into the offense, they love them some tight end. That's their safety net. And I think that Dalton Schultz has a real good chance to develop some camaraderie with Andy Dalton here. And I think Schultz is going to be a tight end one this week. I think that he can easily push for double digits in fantasy this week. Um, I I just, I just really think he's going to get more looks than he has been. He's been hit or miss. He had two, two really good weeks, three pretty, pretty bad weeks. I think you're going to see more consistency from Schultz going forward. And I like Dalton Schultz as a tight end one this week.
0: All right. So, all around for the fantasy love. My fantasy hate. I was trying to hold off on this. But after last week, I've, I have I, I have to put this guy on my fantasy hate list. And it's Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, you know, overall, he's averaging... Uh, just about nine fantasy points per game which on the surface you'd say oh that's that's not that's not terrible for a tight end but i mean he's been wildly inconsistent his best performance by far came in week two against dallas the game they blew the one that you know was by far the team's best offensive uh output in general um and he had five for 72 and one touchdown and that's great you know i don't always need that touchdown but The fact that he's only eclipsed double digits uh, once, and it was back in week two, and he's coming off of uh, three weeks of 7.1, 9.1, and 2.8 against Carolina, with only two catches for eight yards. I don't like him right now. I know they're going up against a Minnesota defense that isn't really uh, that great in the secondary right now, but I just don't love Hayden Hurst. I think you can't trust him at tight end right now. He's the 14th ranked ranked, uh, tight end in PPR leagues, and I just, oh man, if you can stay away from him for this week, just stay away from him, Um, I have Austin Hooper, but I have too many buys, and I have to play both Hurst and uh, Hooper likely because of the buys, and I have two tight ends, and that's kind of where I'm at, so if you can stay away
1: from him, do it, I can't, and it's probably going to bite me in the ass. Alright, my fantasy hate this week. Uh, you guys know how I feel about the Eagles. Uh, they're going to be the death of me this this year. But I hate Miles Sanders this week against the Ravens. Mm. You, obviously, you're probably starting him. He had two touchdowns last week. Had a pretty good game. I just expect this game to be... The Eagles are probably going to go behind at the beginning. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Sanders is... Okay, out of the backfield, but I just I don't see much, uh, much, you know, good usage for him. Uh, this just isn't his type of, uh, his type of game against a good Ravens team. You know, you probably if you're expecting uh, RB one production out of Miles Sanders, you know, based on where he was drafted, you didn't have him the first couple weeks. I would say that you got to lower your expectations. At best, RB two, but probably either. You know, flex uh, production for Miles Sanders. You know, anywhere from eight to twelve points, I and mean, he could get a touchdown to save his day. But I just don't. I don't see a big game for Miles Sanders, and I would not expect RB one numbers from him this week. If you are expecting that,
2: uh, I'm in a similar position to you. I am fans. My fantasy hate is James Connor. So obviously, if you have Miles Sanders, you're starting Miles Sanders. Obviously, if you have James Conner You're starting James Conner But you really need to temper the expectations this week I think this game is going to be a shootout But I don't think James Conner is going to be very involved He hasn't been involved in the passing game He's He gets two to three catches a game A couple of four catch games His most receiving yards on the season is 40 And the Cleveland has been stuffing the run from running backs all year The most any running rep running back group has gotten rush on the ground is 70 against the Browns. They've been, teams are forced to pass to keep up with the Browns and so I don't think James Conner is going to get his usual 15 to 20 touches on the ground. I think that he'll get more like 10 and they're not going to be efficient and I think that for James Conner to have a a fantasy friendly week where he's posting RB1 or high end RB2 numbers, he's going to have to be very much involved in the passing game, and I don't see it. Uh, I I would think that he'll. I think he'll be a low end RB two this week. Um, so just just temper those expectations for him this week.
0: Hmm. That's fair. That's totally fair, Ryan. You and you were very polite about it too. I I re, I respect that absolutely. Um,
2: and to reiterate, Zach's fantasy hate is.
1: Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. So I guess we don't like someone on the Steelers. If you think it's going to be a shootup, someone on the Steelers is going to have to do well. Yeah. And we have a Smith-Schuster well, Wide receivers. And we have a Connor hate. So I would assume if the Steelers score a lot of points, one of you two will most likely be wrong, if uh, not yes. both.
2: <laughs> you may not be wrong.
0: <laughs> so closing up the NFL talk here. Any. Final thoughts uh, in general. Do you want to talk about any of the games this week that intrigue you? Absolutely. Well, the the main one obviously is Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, I heard uh, those uh, Johns on you know sports radio here in Boston bring up a, a good point, and I don't like referencing any of the takes they have or like whatever the angles they go to, but one did really intrigue me. You know, this is like the first time, besides uh, the opener, New Orleans and uh, Tampa Bay, you know, it's Brady going up against another all-time quarterback, you know, one of the greats, without Belichick, with this new system, new everything, and it's just like, it's, it's different, you know? I think we can all admit that. It's been different seeing Brady work with Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Bucks this year, you know, for good or bad. And again, he's going up against a highly motivated Aaron Rodgers, kind of the same spot that Brady was in in like 2013, 2014, when the Pats drafted Jimmy G, the Green Bay Packers draft Jordan Love, and all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is all gung ho, and he's looking like he he did you know a few years ago um, when he's been healthy and okay, like highly motivated Rodgers against obviously a highly motivated Brady. But still, that Bucks team, there's just something that is... Man, something's just not right with that team. And I think part of it is the coaching and the fit. I don't think it's the right fit. I thought it would be a great fit. It just doesn't feel that way. And that's why I didn't go against Ryan in the Mortal Locks. Because you know what? The Packers are good. And the Bucs right now, they
2: stink. I I don't think it's so much of a, a, a bad fit for Brady. I think it's, it's just the coach, their team isn't coached up to the point to Brady's standards. Yeah. And and you saw that just way too often in that Thursday (laughs) night game against the bears. Uh, They had a stretch where they were flagged on six out of seven or five out of six plays in a row. Mm -hmm. And that's inexcusable. They literally took themselves completely out of field goal range before the end of the half. Um, They coughed up a 13 point lead and ended up losing just if if they had the proper coaching i think that they would be have a better record but they don't and they've been battling injuries they haven't had godwin for a few weeks and i, I don't know yeah. I, I think you're still in wait and see mode with the bucks yeah oh uh
0: mike evans I'm, he's just he's a fantasy freaking player man like he's literally that guy has no feel for the game he's not I don't know like I, I feel like he's lost so much of his just raw ability over the last few years. I don't know if it's that, but it's like I don't know whether he's getting you know personal foul penalty at the end of the half and hurting the team or he's just not he's just not a guy that feels like plays a full 60 minutes. He feels like he takes plays off and he doesn't seem like the same Mike Evans that he was. Uh, a few seasons ago, and the offense just feels so disjointed. I I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, not having Godwin is going to obviously contribute to that. He should be
1: back this week. Um, Evans is a game time decision, though, yeah. and so is uh, Scotty Miller. Oh, but uh, to your Evans point, Dan, as someone that has governed uh, Mike Evans in past fantasy seasons, I think in in our league I had him for three straight seasons up until last season. I can tell you that this is. I mean. Mike Evans is a little bit older now, so you know he's not as durable as he was when he had Jameis throwing on the ball. But that is what he is. I mean, he's a he's a hothead. You always got to be worried about him getting a personal foul, getting ejected. He had a he had a fight at New Orleans a couple of years ago where he threw some punches, and he's just so hit or miss. I mean, he just one game he'll have you know two catches for twenty yards, and the next game he'll have eleven catches for one hundred fifty and a touchdown. <laughs> Yep. It's just you know every time you see the he's a jump ball receiver that's that's what he is, and he's just very inconsistent. You see bombs to him, you know, all the time, and in some games he's catching them all, and some games he's you know giving up on the routes. Yeah, he's just he's not really a winner, is what I would describe. You you said it perfectly, you know. He's someone that probably does care a little bit more about his stats than he does and about garb- winning the game. So
0: much like garbage time just filler stats that that he ends up getting. And he is talented. Is, he really is. But, like, I don't know. The guy doesn't seem like he, he cares nearly as much as a guy like Brady or Gronk. But, yeah, another game. Obviously, Chiefs at the Bills. Monday, the first Monday night game, 5 p.m. slate uh, for that game. That's that's huge. That's a huge game. Uh, Bills going up against, obviously, <laughs> The Super Bowl champs, and obviously, uh, you know they didn't get Le'Veon Bell, so there's that little wrinkle to it as well in their home. But yeah, that's a game that's going to be really big because again, Patriots, if they can take care of business against Denver, and if Casey takes down the Bills, then look at that—you're only a game back half in game. the East, or half a game
2: in the East. Um, so both that, teams are going to be, be looking to bounce back. Uh, From sure. losses uh, The Bills got clapped By the t- Titans um, Chiefs had that Disappointing defensive effort Against the Raiders Letting the Raiders drop a cool 40 on them uh, So both defenses are definitely Going to be looking to to Get back And, and, and pr- be presentable uh, So to speak um, We know the, what the offenses are capable of Especially Kansas City Now you add Le'Veon Bell to that mix who knows? I mean, that's a that's a dynamic duo between uh, Bell and Ceh. Uh, I'm definitely intrigued to see how they work in tandem, what the what the what the snaps are, yep. what the routes are. Um, but yeah, that that could easily be a, a high-scoring affair, or somehow it, it could be a,
1: it could it could
2: somehow be a game that's in the low twenties,
1: yeah. mm-hmm. like the Patriots in yeah. Kansas
2: City.
0: Yeah, so th- those two stand out to me.
2: I think there's three that stand out. Those two, and yeah. then obviously Cleveland-Pittsburgh. Cleveland-Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh, let's go. I, th- I think <laughs> I think Pittsburgh is a contender. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they are. And if you think the Browns are, then this is a game that they need to win. The, their most impressive win to date was last week against the Colts. Um, but other than that, that's probably the best win between the two teams is... The Browns meeting the Colts last week. They don't really have any impressive wins um, in terms of competition uh, who they played. They haven't oh. gone up against a ton of tough competition in terms of their opponents' records this year. Um, so this is this is this is a big game. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna be keeping up with the Ravens or dare I say take take the lead over the Ravens, then this is this is the game you need to have.
0: Yeah, that North Division man. Steelers are 4-0. Ravens 4-1. Browns 4-1. That's
2: a dogfight. Bengals yeah.
0: at least have a win, but like, ooh, man, that division is juicy right now. And yeah, if the Browns, Browns, uh, if they can get a W over the Steelers, man, look out. Look out, AFC North. Dog pound.
1: <laughs> the, uh, the other Monday night game intrigues me, too. I mean, It's not the same. It was supposed to be, you know, Dak versus Kyler. But it'll be interesting to see how Dallas looks under uh, Andy Dalton, who is... You know, he's been a confident starter in this league for a, for a long time. He might have lost something now, but, you know, he... He's he, got a good offense was, around him. He had good teams in Cincinnati. You know, they didn't perform the best when the lights were the brightest, but those they won. They were good regular season teams. So it'll be interesting to see if he can get these Cowboys back on track because their, their offense is still loaded, even without Dak. And, you know, Arizona some people are in some people are out you know i'm not i can't really get a feel on arizona they they win like good games um and then they lose at home to like the lions and then they get yeah. blown out by the panthers so i can't really get a get a feel for arizona yeah. Uh, yeah so i'm interested to see because it's it's both it's two teams that i think are still searching for their identities okay That's the
2: cardinals wanna uh, they have a chance i mean the, the Rams are 4 1? Because they've beaten the entire yeah. NFC East already. Which yeah. is, I mean. <laughs> not that's, saying uh, much. <laughs> no, not saying much at all. But you've got the, the 49ers who are in that same 3 and 2 area as, as the Cardinals. Nobody's really differentiating themselves in that NFC West. So the Cardinals can't be giving away games to backup quarterbacks. No, oh, absolutely. I, I agree that the offense is still very talented in Dallas, but. You, When you get a game against a team's backup quarterback, you still need to find a way to win, especially the way the Dallas defense has been playing and giving up points to literally everyone. Absolutely. So the Cardinals definitely uh, don't want to throw this one away.
0: Yep. Yep. So good action. Good action this week. Absolutely. You know, we'll be paying attention to all the games, especially the Pats, and we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, there's been a lot of. Scheduling changes and just a lot of uh, moving around due to COVID, and you know, let's just hope that you know they're they're, they're doing some of the right things here and they're able to keep the st- uh, keep the schedule you know afloat. And you know they've already had to push back the Pats and Broncos once. You know, fingers crossed they get this one in. They've already canceled the Pro Bowl, so they've already given themselves at least one week to be able to shift things if they want without having to move the Super Bowl. So there is that. There is that. Um, so a little bit of wiggle room if they, you know, choose to do so. But also I'm of the mind that you can move the Super Bowl back. We've talked about this. You can move it back. It's not going to matter. But I digress. Um, so to shift real quick, I do want to just touch on real quick the MLB playoffs in uh, the NL Braves. And Dodgers playing right now, actually, as we speak. The Dodgers are up 3 to nothing, top of the second. And, uh, yeah, game six. Atlanta's up 3-2 to two there, so if the Dodgers can force a game seven, I don't see them losing a game seven. And the Astros and Rays tonight, 8 first pitch. The Astros could become the first, uh, the second team, rather, to come back from a 3-0 deficit in the playoffs. The Rays could be the second team to allow that to happen. And, uh... I think we all have a feeling of which way that's going. We've ah. <laughs> histor- historically, the precedent is that once they've gotten there, at least recently, it's they've you get. That it's kind a sample
2: of, size of one. You get
0: that kind of momentum though. Yeah. You win three in a row and you're like, oh, game seven, anything can
2: happen, and you're the cheating Astros, mm-hmm. anything can happen, man. Yeah. Uh, it is a sample size of one, but yes, you're very much. Right about the momentum thing, uh, the Rays had every chance to put the Astros down for good, and they have failed to do so. And now it is winner take all, do or die game seven, and I just don't think the Rays have it in them to pull this off. Um, I, I, I just don't see it. I, I, I hate that. A, the Astros are gonna find themselves <laughs> back in the World Series again after all the third the, time and nonsense and the cheating and the bullshit. But I mean that they're gonna win. There, there's I I do not see how they lose at this point. It's it looks, I, it's
0: It's better for baseball.
2: That is better than baseball. Say. But I would be sh- I, I don't know man. I'd just be shocked if the Astros blew it in a game seven. I'm, at just, this point. I'm just saying,
1: Rays and Braves would be a tough sell. Yeah. I'm all in on the Astros. as, see, a, as a troll, see, like I'm I a... just want to see like all you ba- like the baseball stands on like Twitter. Yeah. I just want to see them like the crowds of the world, Lil B, Lil Mike. I just want to see them weeping. Okay, I want to see them weeping. Well, I want to see the world burn. Yeah, I just <sighs> want them to. I at the rate... Astros. The sorry, no, that's fine. The idea. I mean. I know that people are going to put an asterisk on it, whatever, but I don't know. How can you say the, you know, the Astros, you know, they stink if they don't, if they don't cheat. They're, they're awful. None of their players are good. And now they're going to win a world series. Well, makes you think. No, see, I'm
0: okay. See, because this world series is fake, it is the (laughs) fakest it could possibly be. You played, you played a hundred games less than you normally do in the regular season. You played so many double-headers. You have flip-flopped games around. You played seven-inning games. Yippee. Skip to my woo. Freaking, that's fake. It's a fake season. Fake World Series. And you know who exactly deserves to win a fake World Series? The fucking cheating Houston Astros. Whatever. Give them the fake title. Give it to them. They deserve a fake title. Cause that's what it is. Everyone will tell them it's fake too. And because there are a bunch of D-bags over there right now. At least they've been acting like it. Like they will just completely keep being the heel. Like, that is it. Carlos Correa is ultimate heel right now. Like, that guy cannot be more hateable. Um,
2: so, whatever. You know, if they win, so be it. So, this is how I view the the pandemic playoffs for all the leagues. If Because, obviously, they've altered the format so that more teams made the postseason. And they had obviously MLB had to condense their season because they couldn't get their act together or squabbling over money but my mindset for the the championships is if you would have made the playoffs in a normal season and you win it like the Lakers yep. like the lightning yep I'll give you that that's a fair title in my opinion but if you weren't gonna make the playoffs in a traditional year, and you go on you sneak in because of a change in the format and you win, go on to win it all I think that's fraudulent because you had no business being in the playoffs to begin with and you needed a pandemic to get you into the playoffs this year and then you go on and win it
1: yeah, I, a, I don't know. that's fair it's that's a, how I see it it's a fair criticism but I would, what I would also say to that is like just just you the know, play devil's advocate because mm-hmm. I'm a troll for the baseball season this year is that Last year's champion in the legit year, the Washington Nationals, they were one of the one of the worst teams in baseball. I think after the first sixty games, I think they were under five hundred, and they wouldn't have made they wouldn't have made the playoffs in a through sixty games, you know. And they went on to win the World Series. So, you know, maybe if we're in a hundred sixty two game season, yeah, the Astros start off slow, but who's to say they don't you do don't, what the Nationals do? Yeah, it's true. Right. You'll
2: never know. But going off of what we saw. They would not have made the playoffs if you ex- extrapolate their record and project it to 162 games. It's still below 500, and it's still ass. Yeah, it's they have less than 80 wins in a 162 game season. You're right. You can't just assume that they would be playing the way they played that first 60 for the last 102. Well, that's but fair, but it, I mean, all right. So it's a you short. Can, you can only. You can only. Deal with what you were presented with. Exactly. So they were given 60 games. Guess what?
0: You know, it's just, yeah, exactly. You're given what you're given. You got to
2: work within those confines. And Yeah. So basically no, my, my I understand is, the point. Yeah. So basically my thing is if, if anyone else wins the World Series, I'll give it to them. That's a fair, that's a fair championship. If the Astros win it, mm, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one.
0: <laughs> fair. fair. Fair, fair, fair. Fair enough. Any, any uh, final closing thoughts here, fellas, before we wrap things up?
2: If the Dodgers also force a Game 7 and they make it to the World Series and we get Dodgers-Astros rematch, that will be amazing. I, I, I would love to see what the ratings will be for that.
1: I will have you know that I've said it at the end of every show. This is the last Saturday without Big Ten football. <laughs> the Big is back next week. Let's go!
0: <laughs> that just brought a smile to my little face. Thank you for that, Jonathan. You're welcome. <sighs> well, that is our show. Thank you all for tuning in. We will see you next week. We'll see you on the live show, too, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m., 91.5 WBIM. And we always post the online stream as well at Mouth and Off Radio. And again, it's been the Mouth and Off Sports Show Off Air Pod with Ryan Brown, Dan Sadik, and Jonathan Sullivan. And we had a guest appearance from Zach on location from Parts Unknown. Um, he was still able to get his mortal locks in.
1: In DR. And, a and guest caller
0: and toanya. guest <laughs> guest caller Dan Roach uh, given his mortal walk as well and some commentary on his picks as well so thank you all for listening we will see you next time go do go, do go, do go, do go, do go, do go oh do go do do
3: do 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 Younger than the mountains Growing like a breeze Country roads Take me home Drop in my eye Country roads Take me home To the place